stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's stock strategist and the editor of Zach's Technology Innovators Portfolio, Andrew Rocco, to talk about the AI mania. I mean, he is running the Tech Innovators Portfolio, so he's all on top of this, and so is everyone else, apparently, because the AI stocks whatever those are, we're going to talk about that in the show as well. Those have taken off and it's kind of been a crazy run in just the last couple of weeks. But I love having Andrew on because not only is he the editor of the Technology Innovator, so he knows about everything going on with AI Mania, but his very own portfolio owns the, the king of AI, I guess we can say, NVIDIA, which he bought on May 1st of this year, 2023, and it's now up 43.5%. So the timing was good on that. And so welcome, Andrew. We're here to talk about all of the mania. Tracy, thanks again for uh, having me back. Always love to be here. So let's start off with the NVIDIA play. You have it in the portfolio. A lot of people did own it before this last kind of crazy run. So uh, over the last month, NVIDIA up 45.6%. Year to date, it's now up 176.5%, but it is a big holding in a lot of people's portfolios. So I know a lot of people out there are wondering, should they still hold it? Should they take some gains off the table because it's been so tremendous in just the last month? Should they buy more? What, what should they be doing with this particular stock? Because it is the biggest you know, winner so far in the AI sweepstakes. Yeah, so I, I think the way that you ask that is, is the right way to, for investors to ask themselves that question. It's, it's where do I own it? So okay. um, I think it depends on your average cost. One of my favorite sections in, in Jesse Livermore's book, he, he talks about uh, this older investor named Turkey, I assume that was a nickname, and he gets a tip from someone named Elmer, and Elmer's saying, okay, it's time to sell, it's time to sell, and then Turkey retorts, why, this is a bull market, if I sold that stock now, I'd lose my position, and then where would I be? So basically, it depends on your average cost. Personally, I'm not a fan of chasing kind of euphoria. Obviously, we got that major gap up on earnings. We did gap out of a longer term base, but it it depends on the context. So the short answer for should you be buying it now is no, in my opinion. If you have a low average cost from before earnings, uh, I I think it would make a little bit more sense to be be holding it because you've earned that right to hold it. But I'm never a fan of of chasing stocks. Okay. My question on the contrarian side of that would be, um, couldn't this be like, say, 1996, when the internet was in its early stages? There were some internet companies that you could buy, like Yahoo, (laughs) that you could get that. There were, you know, people were piling into them. And the valuations were pretty extreme, even in 1996. 
And there's a, there was a lot of this kind of similar like excitement about this new technology and what it could develop into, which now we know it did develop into a lot of cool things. But if I bought in 1996, we still had several more years of kind of euphoria, you know, excitement, things still to come. So on a, as a contrarian play, couldn't this be 1996 or no? 100%. And I, I think that's okay. where we're at with a few caveats. Uh, so in 99, if, if you think back to that time, a lot of these companies had grand ambitions. They said, we're going to do this with the internet. You would mention .com in your earnings call, and that would send the stock 10 to 15% higher, kind of yeah. like it's doing right now with right. AI, of course. Um, but even back then, a lot of the leaders such as Amazon, Pets.com, they were unprofitable at that point. Right. So right. I think a key difference and, and even more of a selling point for these AI stocks and the AI revolution is the Microsofts, the Googles of the world, the NVIDIAs are highly profitable. They already had winning businesses prior to AI coming along. And this right. is now sort of like throwing you know, gasoline on the fire from a fundamental perspective. Another thing that I would say, if, if you're comparing to the 90s, there's a little bit less frothiness than 99. So I think it goes better for that 96 argument. Yeah. Uh, in, for example, in 99, there were like 500 companies that went public. I think that's a, a good barometer of how frothy an environment is. Uh, VA Linux went up like 500% on their IPO day. So I admit that it's getting a little bit frothy in the short term, but as of now, there's only been 65 IPOs. The valuations are slightly more reasonable. I know they're a little bit outrageous if you look at them in a vacuum, but Yahoo that you mentioned was an 1100 uh, PE ratio kind of towards the top. So we're not seeing any of that just yet. Right. Um, NVIDIA PE right now is 81. And then the most expensive one that I've seen that's kind of people are talking about it being an AI stack. I don't know if it really is, is Snowflake. And that one has a PE of 260. So right. we're not at the thousand yet. Yep. Exactly. Um, okay. So I also noticed in your portfolio that you decided to sell Oracle, ticker ORCL. You have almost a 10% gain in it. So you are taking some gain off on that one. That Oracle has also been mentioned as one of the AI stocks. They have some AI business in there. Over the last month, it's up 10.9%. Year-to-date, up 28.6%. So it is outperforming. So uh, is that is there a difference between Oracle and NVIDIA in your mind of you know staying in one versus the other? Yeah, so I like to gravitate towards the leaders. And one okay. thing I look at as far as running a portfolio, not just sizing up an individual stock, but running a portfolio is something I call portfolio heat. So I was in, lucky to be in NVIDIA, AMD, Rhombus, Oracle, um, which is great. And I think they're all going higher from here. Okay. However, if all the AI stocks pull back, not if, when they all pull back at some point, 
the portfolio is really going to take a hit in the short term. So I want to be able to withstand that vol volatility. So I'm still bullish on Oracle. I think they're going to be key in this expansion of the AI revolution. Uh, but the, these uh, big big data is obviously going to be an important aspect of that. But that was the sales were more from a portfolio management standpoint. A lot of these stocks are extended. When they pull back, they'll all be correlated and pull back at once. Right, right. Okay, that's a good point. And it's good for investors and or traders to realize, you know, what is their goal? Are they trying to, you know, be a long-term investor? Then they may have different decisions than someone who is a little bit more short-term um, or trading it, so to speak, or running it like a portfolio as you are, that would might be different than someone's, you know, IRA account that they have out there. Um, okay. What about uh, the the big cap guys? You mentioned some of those on the AI side, Microsoft, and we'll list Alphabet in there. Um, MSFT is the ticker, and GOOGL. Um, they're not as expensive as some of the others. They have had a nice month and year to date returns. Microsoft, I think, is hitting new 52 week highs, but it's only up eight percent for the month. And then Alphabet's up 15.5% on the month as well. Um, what do you make of those stocks? They are pretty bullish here, but they're not, you know, there doesn't seem to be the euphoria like NVIDIA, but they, they too are on the move higher. Yeah, so Microsoft, all you need to know about Microsoft from kind of a fundamental and innovation perspective is the fact that, and we talked about this last time, ChatGPT is the fastest growing consumer app in history. Uh, so as Microsoft begins to integrate it more into Bing and Windows, they may be able to scale that and, and grow beyond the high expected organic growth. With that said, again, the stock is up a lot. The, the queues are pretty stretched. They're stretched uh, three standard deviations from the 50-day moving average. So I don't like to chase when the charts look like the Empire State Building per se, um, but from a longer term fundamental perspective, the pieces are there. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention is if you think about the iPhone, there were a lot of winners, like kind of side winners, the Broadcoms and Qualcomms, whoever was making the screen for, for the iPhone. So yeah. I think you don't necessarily have to find the gold. You can you can sell the gold picks. And I think that's what NVIDIA is doing and, and Oracle. They're going to be able to take advantage. Whereas Microsoft and Google are shooting for whoever's going to be the king of AI, which is yet to be determined. So far, ChatGPT has an early lead, but uh, but Google also has the resounding lead as far as search goes, Gmail. So once they get up and running, they're going to have an advantage from a distribution perspective, in my opinion. So if they can figure out how to integrate AI in a sensible way, I think they have a chance of being the market leader down the road. So um, there is a difference, as you just mentioned, between the actual products that are being created through AI and then those who are, uh, you know, the building blocks, as you kind of just mentioned. One of those right. might be Marvell technology, ticker MRVL, or at least the street thinks so, because over the last month it's up 63%. 
on the AI like Euphoria. Um, what about Marvel? Yeah, so I think I think all of these semiconductors are going to be the, the best bets. Uh, I do okay. think Nvidia and AMD are the leaders, uh, but Marvell okay. is 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 right up there, and they all had what I called uh, what I call breakaway gap. So that's when they have this monster gap. Uh, for example, Marvell gapped up 32% on six times the norm of volume. So that is. In my opinion, those are elephants getting into the bathtub. That is clear institutional buyers coming in. Uh, so I think if it were to pull back and move sideways and digest those gains, I think it would be the beginning of the move rather than closer to the end. Um, when when something uh, when something happens like this, a gap, I actually prefer the gap to be large because it shows power. And one thing I found is that power and distance tend to be correlated as far as uh, breakaway gaps are concerned. Now, if it had multiple gaps, they split the stock, it was at all time highs, then I would be more, you know, more uh, thinking that it would be kind of a blowout top, um, but, but we're not seeing that just yet. So I, I think we're closer to the beginning of these moves after a couple of weeks of uh, digestion in some of these names. What about in the cybersecurity realm? I have heard people talking about some of the stocks there using AI to create uh, programs that will help, you know, in in cybersecurity where you'd be able to run uh, it, you know, using AI, it would be able to tell you what what was wrong with your systems or like holes in your systems and things like that using AI technology. Um, would a company, you know, that deploys this, like a CrowdStrike, for instance, it's up big in the last month too, up 31% on this idea that it's going to be deploying AI for its business. Um, but how, as how are investors supposed to, you know, figure out the fundamentals on something like that? Because it seems like it could be something that could happen in the future. It's not happening in a big way quite yet, but should right. we be taking a chance on some of these companies that will deploy the technology in a different way than like Microsoft or Alphabet will, um, when we don't know, is this actually gonna make them any money? We don't know. Yeah, so for, for, I saw the CrowdStrike announcement this morning and it's, it's definitely going to present cybersecurity issues, uh, AI will, and yeah. that's gonna turn out to be opportunities for something like CrowdStrike. But as you said, it, it's very, very early. So I would size yeah. up the company based on where they're at and then look at this as a potential catalyst going forward. I wouldn't buy the stock just based on, because they mention AI, because Everyone's going to try and <laughs> mention AI. If you're if you're a lemonade company, you're going to say, "Oh, we have AI in our lemonade right, uh, sales." Right. Um, but yeah, I think something like CrowdStrike, they're they're utilizing generative uh, AI because it owns a vast and growing data set um, from their existing customer incidents, status updates, etc. So I, I think it it definitely is a legitimate catalyst. Um, but buying based on that alone. Uh, I don't think is sensible at this point. I would just kind of have it in the back of my head as a, a, a potential catalyst as as uh, this becomes more mainstream. 
I don't know if you know the answer to this, but are there any kind of smaller companies or secret hidden ones that really are using AI and could be using it in a good way going forward that are being kind of overlooked by this market because of the focus on these big mega caps? Yeah, so I, I think uh, Arista Networks is is one. Um, you know, like as we said, Nvidia is kind of the apple of the AI space. Nvidia and Microsoft—they're they're the juggernauts in terms of size, growth, cult following, etc. Um, yeah. However, a, a side beneficiary will be something like an Arista Networks. Um, you know, as AI sees this internet-like growth they're going to have to hyperscale the performance networking equipment and, and data center. So I think uh, Arista Networks will be a, a beneficiary as far as that goes. And then another one that I'm watching is uh, Palantir. Oh, okay. I, I would definitely not chase it here. It's almost up 100%, I believe, on the month. Um, but they're the American big data analytics company, uh, one of their largest customers is the US uh, Department of Defense and their software is used for counterterrorism purposes that's kind of their main business however they are developing ai model uh, to optimize the product purchasing and inventory restocking process so um palantir just based on the price action alone and their recent earnings growth uh, I yeah. think it's one to watch on a pullback although it has had a tremendous run so I would definitely not chase it here Okay. So it sounds like your advice is to not chase any of these, basically. Correct. I would say the one that is not extended is Tesla. And again, AI okay. is not a, a, a large portion of their business, but I think it has a chance to be a big part of their business. So Tesla, I think, is one that you can look at. The stock doubled off the 2022 lows. So multiple months of digestion and a little bit of underperformance in the short term makes sense because it's been digesting that huge move. Um, yeah. But I, I think they have two major catalysts and one involves AI, which is the, the full self-driving rollout, uh, which Elon can be a little off on his timetables, but he thinks that right. the, the FSD will come out this year. And then they also have the, the Cybertruck to boot. So I think the Cybertruck is almost going to be like a, a, a Hummer. It seems ridiculous, but a lot of people are going to end up buying it. And then um, Musk also mentioned he believes the company will have its chat GPT moment this year when it comes to AI. Uh, so I think they're, they're top of the heap as far as that goes. And then another one to watch is Mobileye, which I would say is second in line for the self-driving AI theme. Um, they okay. got spun off from Intel and uh, they're definitely the self-driving leader outside of, of Tesla. And the stock's acted really well since it IPO'd once again uh, earlier this year. Okay, I haven't heard Mobileye mentioned in a, in a long time. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. They they grew a bunch when they were under Intel, and then Intel was their sales were dropping, their, their earnings were dropping, so they kind of had to get rid of them, and they got rid of them five years later at the same valuation or slightly lower, uh, and then that kind of showed up since IPO. It's had a really really nice run. Speaking of valuation, does any of the valuations on any of these stocks concern you? 
I would say that the, the looking at the valuation as far as in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, does not make sense um, on 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 like these stocks because you do not know the denominator. So if you're looking at forward PE, you don't know what the earnings are going to be. So right. to paraphrase the greatest hockey player ever, Wayne Gretzky, you want to skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. Okay. Uh, and then another thing I would say is you can't use traditional valuation metrics on untraditional companies. So at, at okay. some point, the valuations will matter. But when we're in a bull market, when we're early in this AI growth phase, I don't think you can use it as a vacuum. Now, if the market is stretched, the high PE names are going to get hit the most. Or if the market just completely train, uh, changes trajectory, they're obviously going to pummel the NVIDIAs of the world first. So uh, you want to be flexible, um, but just like shorting a stock based on the um, the, the valuation alone does not make sense, in my opinion. You want to just have that as one piece of the puzzle. That's good advice. And also, you know, the bull can remain intact for far longer than the shorts can kind of stay short, as always. Correct. Yeah. So Correct. that Correct. timing is real difficult to get. Um, okay, so we covered a lot. Um, any any final advice you want to give out there for people who are eyeing this AI phenomena? Yeah, I would say uh, stick to the the profitable, liquid, fundamentally strong companies, and make sure that you're timing them profitable. You don't want to just get caught up in the hype when they're they're spiking up, you still want to maintain your discipline. And just because something has AI in the name, you don't want to chase it. So stick to quality. Uh, don't get caught up in things. Stick to your timing. And yeah, I think like uh, NVIDIA is the one that everyone's looking at now. We we broke out of a multi-year base, but we're at the one trillion market cap. We're at the 400 round number. So a little bit of digestion here. Uh, would make sense. Another thing, we're a hundred percent above the 200-day moving average, and we just had our second gap higher in three days. So again, just wait for your pitch, stick to the quality, and I think uh, in the long term you're going to do better that way. Okay, that's some good advice. Uh, one further question: Do you own any of these in your own personal portfolio? Yes, I currently own uh, Nvidia in my portfolio. Okay, and I own Microsoft and Alphabet in my own portfolio. None of the others. I have to look through the list real quick, but no. Um, all right, as always, we're trying to bring you everything that's going on in the stock market. And right now, it's certainly these AI stocks. So I thank Andrew for coming on to give us his expertise about what he sees going on out there because he does own some of these in the Zach's Technology Innovators portfolio, and that's living up to its name, right? Innovators, and it's in AI, so that makes some sense. But we bring it to you every week here. I'm always looking for the most interesting topics for all of you investors. So be sure to subscribe. You can get us on Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Spotify and wherever you can get podcasts. We're on most of the platforms. 
And let me give you those tickers again in case you missed some of them or we didn't say them. These are mostly the big caps many of you know, but I'm going to list them anyways. So there is NVIDIA, ticker NVDA. There's uh, Marvell Technologies, MRVL. Oracle is ORCL. Microsoft, MSFT. Google slash Alphabet is G-O-O-G-L. CrowdStrike is C-R-W-D. AMD is A-M-D. Arista Networks is A-N-E-T. A is an Adam, N is an Nancy, E-T. Palantir is P as in Paul, L-T-R. And then we finished with Tesla, the one that's not overextended right now and could be an AI play with T-S-L-A. So as always, like I said, be sure to subscribe to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.